It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. I hope you're having a good Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. The purpose and heart of this show is to give you an opportunity to be able to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text question at 720-336-0897. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners throughout Colorado from up north all the way down south here to Colorado Springs, also on the East Coast and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. We are live in studio today, and all of our lines are open. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. I want to begin uh, today's show with a verse out of 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Peter writes, and he says, In this you greatly rejoice, Though now, for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This last few weeks has been a bit more challenging for me personally, been going through some various trials like we often do, and I've been encouraged by Peter's perspective on trials. First, he says, for a little while. We have to remember our trials are temporary. Many times in this life, the, the trial will go away, but if not in this life, then in eternal life. Think of eternity compared to the trial that you're going through. Also, we see about trials that they're various. We have big trials, we have little trials, and everything in between. So that's a good way to describe trials. But also, trials are refining our faith. Oftentimes, our trust in God grows as we go through difficulty. And that faith is worth more than any earthly commodity, more than gold or silver. And our faith is glorifying to God for all of eternity. So if you're going through a trial today, I pray that this is, encourages you. If you'd like to call in, I'd love to pray with you and lift you up uh, to the Lord. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live on Grace FM. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Michael. Michael, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Eric. How you doing today? I'm blessed. God blessed me with a good day of work, and it's just beautiful weather out here if you've got a chance to get out in it. Yeah, it sure is. I need a prayer. I have a prayer request for you, Pastor. Okay. My pa one of my pastors I've been talking with, or just counseling with, talking with, he's been mentoring me and helping me to get through some things. He invited me uh -huh. to his house. Uh, he invited me to his house on Sunday. To getting ready to start a plant church here okay. uh, out of our main body, and he's he's going to have some people over, and it's going to be uh, myself and other pe family family people, and it's going to be dinner and prayer. Pastor, okay. I have been afraid of being around people, families family settings and stuff. I've been a lone wolf for a lot of years. 
And okay. I have good reason why I, I'm that way. God knows what it is. I'm not in position to go over it over the over the phone. Sure. But I'm 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 a little bit. Uh, I have a little trepidation about about it. I told him I was going to be there Sunday night at his okay. house. And well, I'm let me pray be for there, you. But I, I'm I'm just having a little bit of trepidation for the reasons that I have, and because I'm not used to being around family units. I'm a homeless person. Sure. I, I live in my car. And I, I live around a bunch of other homeless people who are just as much a lone wolf as me. So okay. I, I would appreciate some prayer to, yeah. to prepare me for. To... All right, let's pray together, Michael. God, we thank you so much for Michael, and we thank you for what you're doing in his life, and thank you for his uh, willingness to to take this invitation to to go to a a friend's house, a pastor's house, and pray you take away the fear, uh, take away the trepidation, give him your peace, and we know that your perfect love casts out all fear. So would you bless him relationally in his life and, and really meet him in this? We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for calling, Michael. God bless you. You're God listening bless you to too, God bless you. Have a good evening. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. It's great to have you along with me. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Chase from Parker. Chase, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'd like to just start off by saying... um, I'm a 16-year-old kid. I just got my license. And uh, every morning when I drive to school and every morning, every night when I drive home, I listen to you guys. And it's been just a, a huge, huge thing for me um, hmm. to be able to know that I can turn that on and hear just amazing, profound messages and or Christian music um, to just have that be a positive influence. Um, wow. I just have a prayer request of just, asking God to kind of intervene in a way. My parents divorced this past year. Um, okay. I've lost a lot of close friends. It's, th- these, this past year was just a really, really tough year for me. And yeah. um, I felt through it, I've grown grown kind of away from God. Um, mm. And I've always had a very close relationship with Him. And mm. your station has helped me begin the process mm. of getting back there. Um, mm. But yeah, just that for me to help feel his presence again like I used to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, I'm really encouraged that you're listening. You know, 16 years old, you could be listening to anything you want to as you're driving in the car. And, you know, God's really going to honor that as you're listening to the word and worship. And I would love to pray for you and, and pray that God would uh, restore to you the joy of your salvation and allow you to feel his presence. So let me lift you up in prayer, okay? Thank you. Lord, thanks so much for Chase. Lord, thanks for what you're doing in his life. And what a blessing that he's 16 and he's seeking you, God. And as he's gone through a lot of heartbreak this year and his parents have divorced and Lord, friends have moved away and lost friends. God, I just pray that you would heal his broken heart, that you would bring him comfort and peace. And he's longing to feel your presence again. And I pray you'd be gracious to allow him to feel your presence and know that you're with him, God, that you never leave him or forsake him. I pray you'd restore to him the joy of his salvation and take him deeper in you. We just ask for your blessing upon his life, Lord, that that knowledge of your love that passes knowledge, the height and the depth and the width of your love. So I lift up Chase to you today and pray you bless him and protect him in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. You can call in 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. If you like to text, just pick up your phone, 720-336-0897. You can send me a question or a prayer request. Here we have a text question that's come in. It says, did Paul go back to Thessalonica after he wrote the letters uh, to them? Yes, I do believe that he did uh, go back to Thessalonica and on a, a missionary journey after he wrote uh, those letters uh, to them. And so from, from my knowledge, if I'm remembering correctly, yes, he did go back to uh, Thessalonica. So thanks for sending me that a text question. I want to encourage all of the listeners today, if you're going through a trial, to know that God uses trials in our lives to, to grow us in Him, to grow our faith in Him, our trust in Him, our character, our perseverance. And He's also the one who understands the trials that we're going through. He is a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and He gives us His comfort and His peace. So be encouraged today if you're walking through a trial. And let's go to line one to Alicia in Denver. Alicia, welcome to the program. Um, good afternoon, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I would say well, but not too well. Um, I was just listening to you saying about trials, and I think I'm, I mean, I know I'm working one right now, and I really don't okay. know how, how to go about it. Okay. So I, I guess I need prayers. Um Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'd love to pray for you. Pray that God would give you wisdom and, and direction. And are you able to say what's going on? Yes. Um, I was pregnant, 18 weeks pregnant. Okay. And um, I just lost my baby. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Wow, Alicia. Well, thank you so much for, for calling and I know that's a devastating loss, and I'd love to lift you up in prayer, okay? Sure. God, I thank you for Alicia, and I, I lift her up to you. Uh, Lord, I know that this is such a heartbreaking loss to, to, to lose her baby at 18 weeks pregnant and to go through this, God. And we just ask for your peace. Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace, that you would come right now and give her that peace that surpasses understanding. That you, Jesus, walk with her. You tell us in your word that you you walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. And, and so, God, would you allow your presence to be very near to her. I pray that you would lead her to those still waters, to those green pastures, and, and restore her soul. pray that you would rally people around her to, to be able to give her comfort. We also thank you for eternal life. We thank you for her baby, that her baby is with you. And we know that her child is safe in your arms, that they're going to be re reunited together. And I, I pray that you would give her that deep confidence and hope in eternal life. Lord, you know Alicia. You know what she's going through. And we pray that you would comfort her in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You know, Alicia, I really appreciate you calling, and I'll be praying for you. And I know this is a is a tremendous loss and praying that God would really comfort you and give you his peace. Thank you. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call in with a question, 303-690-3000, or a prayer request. You can also send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Liz in Denver. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. Um, okay, so I was reading Job, and I remembered something that a friend of mine had said to me like a few years ago, the whole name it and claim it, you know, if you say, if you speak that, it's going to happen to you, don't say it. Um, when Job was, after everything had happened to him and the devil attacked him and all that, he said, uh-huh. that which I have feared has come to me. Mm-hmm. He, and so I was talking to a friend, and he's like, see, that's why everything happened to him, because he had already, you know, feared it. And so it's like, okay, well, as being human in the flesh, you're going to feel fear, you know, yeah. of some sort. Right. I mean, that's part of being human. So the way it's like, don't be afraid of anything. Like, is that realistic? I mean, is that, am I wrong if I feel fear for, you know, whatever? Right. You're on the right track there. You know, the trials that happened in in Job's life weren't because he was afraid. You know, Job is processing the tragedy that he went through, and he's saying, man, I I always feared this, losing my children, and then it it happened to me. But it didn't happen to him because he was afraid. You know, in Job chapter 1 and 2, it talks about Job was a a blameless and uh, an upright man, and that yeah. Satan wanted to uh, attack Job, and God, God gave him permission. And so your friend's kind of theology that, well, if you fear something, that's going to happen to you, isn't biblical. You know, uh, thankfully God in His grace doesn't allow everything that we fear uh, to to come come upon us. So I think that kind of that idea is a, is an abuse of that scripture. Yeah, and that's kind of what I told him. I said, well. He didn't say that until after everything had happened to him, and that's what I kind of pointed out, too. I was reading it. I said, well, even God himself said, have you considered my servant Job, Mm -hmm. you know, because of this? And so I was like, okay, so you're making it sound like none of us should be afraid just because we're, (laughs) or else it's going to happen. I said, that's like putting a curse on ourselves. I said, and I don't believe that. Right. Exactly. And it almost causes us to live in more fear. You know, like if you're somehow adopting this theology that, well, if I fear something, it's going to happen to me, then you're kind of living in fear of fear, you know, instead of uh, just just being honest that, you know, we are uh, human and made of the dust. And at times we do fear things and God thankfully meets us in that. Uh, but yeah, I think you're you're definitely on the right track uh, in this discussion with your friend. Okay, I was just wanting to make sure because I'm like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound right. It's not, you know. I remember you saying, you know, I always go back to the word if it doesn't sound like God or something that comes from God. That's right. Yeah. Probably not of God. <laughs> Yeah, well, good for you because ideas are powerful, you know. And if you start believing the wrong thing, it'll it'll result in bad fruit. So, I'm good for you to examine it and get back to the word on it. Okay, all right. I just wanted to clarify on that. Thanks, Pastor Eric. Yeah, God bless you, Liz. Have a good night. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
It's a good question. Thanks for calling in. Uh, we do have all of our phone lines open. The number is 303-690-3000. We'd like to welcome our listeners out on the East Coast. If you're listening in Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. We have a text that has come in. It says, what would you, what advice uh, do you have for someone experiencing severe uh, depression? Um, you know, as I get this question, I can tell uh, you're really hurting. And I, I think the first advice that I would give to someone who's in severe depression is make sure that you're opening up uh, to people that love you that you can trust. I think a lot of times with depression comes this uh, stigma that I can't open up to anyone or that Christians shouldn't struggle uh, with depression. And the enemy really uses that isolation to move us into a further place of de depression. So first I would go to uh, those that you trust, brothers and sisters in Christ, and say, you know, would you uh, pray for me? I'm in a very depressed state. I remember years ago, uh, we had a family friend that opened up to us and to other friends and said, hey, this is what I'm going through, and could you pray with me? And it was it was really, really uh, powerful. I'd also encourage you to memorize scripture and to, to quote it out loud. There's a lot of power in, in meditating upon who the Lord is and what we're thankful for. And to go through the Psalms, especially, and pick some Psalms uh, to memorize. And then also uh, to to be willing to seek out counsel, uh, to go to your, your church, a Christian counselor. And God can use pastors and Christian counselors in, in our lives. So let me pray for you and pray that God will give you wisdom. Lord, I lift up my, my brother or sister in Christ that is struggling with depression, this severe depression. And God, we pray that you would encourage them through the power of your spirit, through the body of Christ, through the truth of your word, that you would lift off this cloud of depression, that you'd give them wisdom specifically of how to be able to walk through uh, this trial. So would you bring them the help that they need, protect them, protect them from the attack of the enemy, and be with them in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Another text that has just come in says, I'm so tired of feeling hate and anger. It's hard to explain all the hate that's there, but it's built up over the years, I guess. Just overwhelming me, I don't know what else to say or explain. I'm so tired of needing to be strong and keeping my head above board. My life I have is draining me. The struggle seems too much sometimes. I know prayers would help, but I don't know the words to say. Uh, please help me. The verse that comes to mind is Ephesians 4, uh, verse 32. Uh, it says to be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ uh, forgave you. To think about all the ways that we've uh, offended God and hurt God, but yet God has chosen to forgive us because of Christ, because of his sacrifice. And forgiveness is never something that I feel like doing. It's always a choice of the will, not a choice of the emotions. And if you have specific people that you are angry at and that you're hating that have hurt you, to choose to forgive them. And to go ahead and to, to, to say it out loud, I choose to forgive them because God 
forgave me, then also to begin to pray for them. And as we forgive and pray, God does a great work in our heart and life. And so I want to pray for you that God would give you strength and meet you uh, in this place and, and really relieve this, this hatred and anger from uh, your heart. Father, we thank you for the honesty of this text, Lord, the honesty of this brother or sister in Christ. And we ask as they're struggling with anger and hatred and it's just bombarding them, they don't have the words to express it, that you, Jesus, you know, and that you would meet them through the power of the Holy Spirit. You'd bind the work of the enemy. And as they choose to forgive God and choose to pray for the people that have hurt them, that you would fill them with an amazing ability to forgive, to extend the grace that they've so freely received. So we lift them up to you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Gang, we do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. So if you've got a question about the Word or question about something that's going on in your life or a prayer request, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. A text question that has uh, come in. I guess I misread that. We uh, don't have a, a new text that has come in. So if you're listening and you'd like to text me, uh, feel free, 720-336-0897, or pick up the phone and give a call, 303-690-3000. Uh, we've been looking at today's show about how God uses trials uh, in our lives and how he uses those to grow us in him and reveal more of his character uh, to us. And so praying that God would encourage those that are in trial today that are listening to the program. Let's go to line one to Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Eric? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really good. I just have a prayer request. I have really been struggling a lot with just these Steps of faith that I am taking, I am finding that I'm becoming too overwhelmed with what I'm doing, and I just need prayer for wisdom from the Lord as to what I need to do, because sometimes I feel like I should be cutting some things out of my schedule, but on the other hand, if I'm not doing them, I just feel, I don't know how to say it, but I feel, um, I guess, awful because I'm not doing them. So I just okay. need prayer for wisdom, and, and if yeah. I need to cut something out. Or... Absolutely, yeah. Those are great questions to be asking. I'd love to pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for Bianca, and as she has these steps of faith that are on her heart, and she's feeling overwhelmed, we do pray for wisdom, that you would show her if there's things that need to be cut out of her schedule, and that you would allow her to have just a fresh vision of you and who you are. And we thank you that you do call us to things that are beyond us, and it scares us and intimidates us. But God, you're able, and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So we just pray for your direction and your guidance in Bianca's life. We, we thank you for her. Commit her to your care. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so lot. I'll call back with a praise report when things change. Sounds great. 
Thank you, Bianca. God bless you. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line two to Jim and Thornton. Jim, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. Um, I had a question. Uh, A friend of mine was uh, asking me, uh, he'd been on this website, and somebody was uh, uh, asking about this uh, passage in 2 Kings, and I'm sorry, I don't know exactly what chapter it was. I forgot what he said, but... It's about the two she-bears that uh, devoured 48 children, and um, he w- he was uh, talking about uh, that kind of what kind of God you you know you serve and and all that, and uh, you know he was talking down Christianity basically because okay. I, I think he was uh, uh, not only an unbeliever but uh, a Satan worshiper, you know. So okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, or if you can uh, so tell the, me. Tell me more about the passage. The who consumed well, forty-eight it, children? It, 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 I'm not sure uh, what what people the children were from. You know whether they were Amalekites or what, but um, it was just we said two she bears came out of uh, out of the woods, I guess, and and uh, devoured forty-eight children. And oh, oh, yeah. bears like. Uh, like, bears, are you yeah. saying bears? Okay, yeah. Right. Um, let me pull up that that passage. That I think it's Second Kings two uh, twenty three and twenty four, and I'll go I ahead and read that. I thought it was in that. chapter two, but then I tried to look for it today and couldn't find it. it. Says then he went up from there to Bethel, and as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him. And said to him, Go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head. So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And the two female bears came out of the woods and mauled the 42 of the youths. Uh, And so what we find in that passage is uh, that they were mocking the prophet of God. And so then the prophet of God... uh, pronounces this judgment upon them. And especially in the Old Testament, God does things like this to, to show us the reverence for, for the Lord and show us our need for his grace. You know, if God didn't reveal his holiness and that standard of holiness, we wouldn't understand uh, our need for Jesus Christ to pay the price for our sin. You know, so it's 2 Kings two twenty three and 24. And most likely, the guy you're talking to, he may not realize that these 42 youths were were mocking the prophet of God. You know, maybe all he's ever heard is that these bears came out and and, and killed uh, these these youth. Um, so he's probably never read it in context as well, would be my guess. Okay. So does it say what uh, people groups they were from? So it's with the prophet Elijah— and I think that they're Israelites uh, because oh, really? he said he went up from there to Bethel. And so he's in Israel. And that makes more sense, too, because uh, these are the people of God who should have a reverence for the prophet and the word of God. And instead of uh, these young men having a reverence for God, they were mocking uh, the Lord's prophet. So they did know better. You know, these these are... Israelite young men that sh- should know uh, better to respect the prophet of God and the word of God 
Um, so God's holding them accountable to the knowledge that they had. Okay. Making an example out of them for the rest of the people probably too. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a prayer request. If you could uh, <clears throat> pray for my uh, my daughter and uh, our family. Uh, <clears throat> her grandchildren live with us. She's got a drug problem, and uh, so we have to take care of the kids. And uh, we've just been just like one attack after another with them. So. Absolutely. Hey, Jim, we're going to head to a two-minute break, so if you stay with me, and then after the break, uh, well, I'd love to pray with you, so, so hang on, okay? okay? All right, we're going to head to a break. Everybody stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks for staying with me through that break. And let's go back to Jim on line two. Jim, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me pray for you and lift you up to the Lord and, and your daughter and raising your grandkids, so let's pray together, okay? Okay, thank you. God, thanks for Jim and his heart for you and his love for you and his investment in his grandkids. And Lord, we just lift up his daughter to you and pray that you would work in her life and as she's battling drugs. And and we know ultimately that you're the only one that can bring the breakthrough in her life. And we pray that you would uh, just allow her to turn to you and and come to the end of herself and, and really be set free. Lord, I pray for for Jim and his wife as they uh, labor with their grandkids, that you would give them the power of the Holy Spirit, that you'd give them really exactly what uh, is needed. I think of your word that tells us that your your grace is sufficient in our weakness. And as they feel their weakness, God, that your strength would be made perfect in their weakness. Lord, your power would, would come in the midst of their weakness. I pray your hand of grace would be upon their grandkids, that they would know you and follow you and, and grow to be uh, amazing people in you. And so we lift up this whole family to you. Pray that you'd bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And God bless you, Jim. You hang in there, okay? Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to line three. We've got an anonymous caller. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. Um, I have a an issue that's been going on in my family for some time. Um, my brother uh, has had uh, drug issues in the past. And now he has anger issues. He's off of drugs. He doesn't believe in God. Um, but he's he's been on a decline. He's been suicidal lately. And he's okay. also been very abusive to my parents. And I wanted okay. to see if you can pray for him and maybe if you have any advice that you can give us. Because we're kind of um, helpless at this point. <laughs> Yeah, is he is he an adult? He is. He's nineteen. He's nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. That's a that's a tough situation. You know, I think, um, you know, it's really hard for your parents to pray through and discern 
you know, what kind of boundaries that they need to, to have with him, uh, you know, especially if he's kind of taking it all out uh, upon uh, your parents. Uh, there, there's not easy answers, uh, you know, to to that question. And I, I've seen a lot of families handle it in a lot of uh, different ways. Um, so I'd love to pray for you and pray that God would give you counsel and your parents counsel um, and ultimately pray that God would would change your brother's heart. Um, we see the the story of the prodigal son in the Bible uh, where he wanted to uh, take his inheritance and, and leave and, and the father gave him his inheritance and allowed him to leave and it wasn't until he came to the end of himself uh, that he returned to his father and realized how good he had it with his father and that ultimately is a picture of God with us and you know it may come to a point where your your parents kind of have to uh, let him go in the in the sense of hey you know it, it's time to 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 move out um uh, and then he comes hopefully to the end of himself but that's a really hard decision that I think uh, only your parents can can make and you know I've seen families ask adult children to move out and others that have, you know, walked with them through a difficult season. Uh, so ultimately, I think the Lord will really have to show them. So let's pray together, okay? God, I lift up this family to you. And Lord, I pray for this young man, her brother. He's, he's 19 years old. And Lord, we thank you that he's uh, not using drugs right now, but he's he's acting out in anger. And we pray that you'd soften his heart, that you'd protect him from the lies of the enemy, the lies of suicide and Lord, anger and disrespect towards his parents. And I pray he'd see your goodness, Lord, how you've been so good to him and how his parents uh, have been good to him. And I pray specifically for his parents that you'd give him wisdom from above of what they should do. Lord, you know, and we ask that you would guide them and direct them and that you would strengthen them. Lord, I also pray for the sister that's on the phone. Lord, it's got to be very difficult for her. And may you give her comfort and wisdom as well. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. God bless you. We'll be praying for you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Or you can also send in a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Kelly in Fort Collins. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, so I just had a prayer request. Um, it's been really interesting listening to the past couple calls and, you know, people having issues with people in their family with drug problems. I'm kind of on the other end of that. Um I did have a drug problem, and I, you know, been sober for a couple of years now. But really, the That's reason awesome. I called in is I get really so frustrated sometimes because I'm not where I feel like I should be in life because of all the setbacks and the couple, you know, the years that I was doing drugs. <laughs> so yeah. I just get really overwhelmed and discouraged that you know i i have this picture in my head that i should be somewhere and i'm not there and it's yeah. just really hard for me yeah well, i just want to encourage you from god's word in philippians 1 6 it says be confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of, of jesus christ and don't believe the lies of the enemy that your life should look a certain way or you should be further along in life. And you've got so much to be thankful for that God's delivered you uh, from drugs. And 
you know, I'm sure that the last uh, several callers would do anything to to hear what uh, you've experienced uh, in your life. And, and God's going to be faithful over time. You know, as you're faithful in the little things, things are going to work out. You know, and God's going to going to bless your life and provide for your needs. And the, wor- the world, uh, you know, unbelievers and the world system tells us that we've got to be at a certain place in life. Uh, but that's really not true. You know, you have the Lord and uh, you're in a great place and God's going to continue to complete that good work that he started in you. So. Thank you. I needed to hear that. <laughs> well, let me pray for you, okay? Okay. God, I just thank you for Kelly, and I I thank you, God, for what you've done in her life. Lord, thank you that you have delivered her from drugs and two years of being sober. And and Lord, as she's just feeling discouraged this afternoon and feeling like that her life should be further along, uh, Lord, I pray that you would comfort her and that you would show her all the great things that are going on in her life and that you would provide for her needs and open up doors that you have for her. We just thank you for your promise that you're going to complete that good work that you started in her. Lord, it's your work and you're going to finish it. And so we hold on to that and pray you would protect her from the lies of the enemy and just continue to speak your love into her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for calling. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks for listening on Grace FM and also on the East Coast on Hope FM. The number is 303-690-3000. Or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Olivia in Denver. Welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Pastor Eric. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I had a question. I had um, somebody tell me, you know, I've, I believe I've read scripture about dinosaurs, but I had somebody tell me in the past couple of weeks that there's nothing in the Bible about dinosaurs, and I just can't find the address. So I was wondering if, you know, I, I really kind of took that with a grain of salt because I know, I, I, you know, I know there was. But I just can't find it. And I was also wondering, you know, um, I just, you know, I didn't know how to respond to that. I just didn't know the address, but I know I studied it before. Yeah. You know, the the word that's used in the Bible is uh, Leviathan uh, to describe uh, these large uh, beasts, these dinosaurs. And it's in uh, Job 41, verse 1. It says, can you draw out Leviathan with a hook or snare the tongue with a line which you lower? And really in Job uh, 37, chapter 37 through 41, is where we see these references to the word Leviathan that seem to be describing these dinosaur-like creatures. Okay. Okay, um... The only response I had to that is like, well, you know, I know I've read it, but I just, you know, I, I would have to look and see where the address is at. But I also, you know, I I was just like, well, how, how would you explain fossils? You know, uh-huh. that's not the case. But, you know, this person was dead set that there's dinosaurs never existed. Yeah, you know, we know from the fossil record 
that uh, there are dinosaurs, you know, from from the fossils that we have. I mean, there's just countless, countless uh, fossils uh, that point to the the existence of dinosaurs. Even here in Colorado, uh, we have some dinosaur footprints. Uh, uh, so it's it's very very clear that dinosaurs did walk uh, on the earth. Okay. All right. Thank you. I have the address. You- um, tell them now. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Ross and Aurora. Ross, welcome to the program. Yes. Thanks for taking my call. I have a you bet. question uh, that I've come up in my Bible study for next week. Uh, in Luke 16, the parable of the, I'll call it the unscrupulous uh, steward. And I understand, uh-huh. like, you know, it comes to verse 13, you can't serve God and mammon. But I don't understand the progression of how this parable shows that, or even if it's connected. I mean, it's a, it's a very different parable in that all the characters in this parable are pretty, I don't know, I guess unscrupulous for lack of a better word. So can you explain what, uh, just whatever comments you can make on the, on that parable? Yeah. So that's Luke chapter 16, uh, verses 1 through 13. Uh, is yeah. your radio on, on by chance? Oh, sorry. The, no problem. Do you mind turning that down for me if you can? The, just picking up a lot of background noise for, for whatever reason. It is a really interesting uh, parable. Um, you know, we, we find uh, this this very shrewd uh, steward, uh, and then Christ comments on it at the end of it. And I'll, I'll read that in verse 9 uh, going down to verse 13. It says, I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon. That whenever you fail, they may receive you into everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is the least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you've not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the trust, the true riches? And if you've been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for if he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So what I believe Jesus is trying to teach about this is we have this shrewd steward, uh, and he's an example of someone uh, who exercised a lot of effort in the financial side side of things. And, and then Jesus is saying it is important that you're you're faithful in unrighteous mammon. So so money is just a, a commodity, but there there's an opportunity to show faithfulness to God. And if you're faithful there at that point, then God will trust to you the true riches. So be faithful in money, but don't uh, worship money. So sometimes I think as believers, there's a tendency with money to think, well, we don't need to be faithful in that area of our lives. But God's saying, yeah, be faithful because then I can trust to you spiritual riches but as you're faithful with money, don't fall in love with money or serve money. So that's kind of my best understanding of that of that parable. 
Ross, I think, yeah, I lost you there, but hopefully that answered your question. So thanks so much for, for calling in. I'm going to jump over and take some text questions that have uh, come in. Uh, we find uh, this text question. It says, uh, what does God say about pets, animals going to heaven also? And so this is a very common uh, question. And we do find, uh, you know, the record of there, there being animals in heaven, I think, and in Christ's millennial kingdom and his reign. Uh, but we don't see any indication that they will be animals from this life. Uh, and I think the real difference between us and animals is that we're created in the image of God. There's nothing in the animal kingdom where God says uh, that they're created in my image. And what makes us unique is we have a spirit that lives for all of eternity. And so I know that this is very difficult for some to to look at the scriptures and, and to, to see that God doesn't mention their pet, pets in heaven. Uh, but I think the Lord will will definitely make up for it with his comfort and uh, his, his peace. So another uh, text question uh, that has uh, come in it says, Hello, uh, Pastor Eric. My name is Sharon. My husband's filing for divorce after 27 years together. He says that he feels as if God understands and he feels no guilt. I have prayed for reconciliation, but now I'm so broken. Are there scriptures that I can pray for comfort to get through this? There has never been adultery or abuse. He just isn't happy and wants to now be alone and feel God is understanding of this. Um, wow, I'm sure sorry that you're going through this. And what comes to mind as far as the scripture to, to pray over this is Isaiah 61 uh, for God's comfort. It's an amazing prophecy about the life of Christ. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. So this is speaking specifically of Jesus. To preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So that's Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And I'd like to pray for you that God would heal your broken heart uh, and give you beauty for ashes as you go through this. Father, uh, we lift up Sharon to you and uh, we thank you uh, for, for her heart. And you tell us there, Jesus, that you came to heal the brokenhearted. So we pray that you would heal her broken heart, God, in a way that only you can. Also, that you would bring beauty for ashes. We pray for her husband, God, that you would soften his heart. Lord, it seems that his heart has just gotten hard, and he's thinking more about himself than you or his spouse. And regardless of what happens, Lord, would you be with Sharon in a special way? And we thank you and we praise you for her. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. We do have our phone lines open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text uh, directly, 720-336-0897. I'm going to continue with some text questions that have come in. I have a family member that thinks they're a perfect Christian, however they live a sinful life. How should I talk to them when they think they are 
more of a mature Christian than I, should I stay silent to avoid a conflict? Uh, it's really difficult to confront a, a prideful person. You know, if we're in a place where we don't want to receive correction and we think that we're mature and there's no weakness in our life, it makes it difficult to uh, confront them. So I would really be praying uh, that the Lord would bring them to a place of brokenness uh, and then be able uh, to, to share with them when they have a, an open heart and an open mind. So let me pray for you in this. Lord, I just lift up uh, this person that's dealing with a family member that feels like they're a perfect Christian and isn't open to any type of instruction, that you'd give them wisdom. We pray for this family member that you would give them humility and allow them to see you in a, in a new way and in a greater way. So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Another question that has uh, come in it says, uh, "I cheated on, I cheated." Okay, I'm sorry, I'm having difficulty with this uh, text question. It says, "I cheated on my boyfriend, almost cheated, stopped myself at the right time, and did not confess to him." Time gone by, we got engaged and got married, um, but I feel guilty. And part of me wants to confess to my husband about what happened when we were dating. I'm not sure uh, if I should. I have still not confessed to him about my actions at the time when we were dating. I ask God for forgiveness. I know he has forgiven me. I accepted uh, Jesus uh, as my Savior and have moved forward uh, in his forgiveness. So the nature of this question is, you know, should I confess to my husband for what happened when we were dating? And I would encourage you, uh, yes, that, that you should. And, and, and this is the reason why, is Jesus is light. Um, and when there's any part of our life that is in darkness, uh, we feel condemned, we feel shame, and when we bring it to the light, we experience freedom and healing. And as you've confessed it to the Lord, you are forgiven from the Lord, and God wants to do a tremendous work of healing as you share this uh, with your husband. And it takes a lot of courage, but I think that you're going to find that God does an amazing work uh, in, in your marriage. Just the, the fact that you are, are feeling this to the point where you would text in, I would really pray that God would give you wisdom, write down what you're going to say uh, before you say it, uh, and the Lord will do a really a great work in your marriage. So let me pray for you. God, I, I just thank you for my sister in Christ. I thank you for her willingness to text in and be honest. And Lord, I pray you would give her the courage to share this with her husband. You would prepare her husband's heart, and this would be something that really builds them up in you and that they would experience your grace and your forgiveness one to another. And so, God, would you give her wisdom as she takes this a step of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, you're lighting me up with text here, so I appreciate it. Um, and I will attempt to answer these. It says, my prayer request is that God grant me the grace to walk amongst those who desire or wish bad upon me. God knows I don't wish bad upon them. I'm currently struggling with walking by faith as Christ did because God knows that I don't want to out, outdo others. I just want to do the best, just as the Lord says, to use my enemies for me rather than to be against me. Okay, so let me uh, 
lift you up in prayer. This is a text from Olga in Denver as she's uh, looking to love her enemies the way that Christ did. Father, we thank you for Olga, and we lift her up to you, God. And Lord, as she has people coming against her, that you would really give her wisdom and give her strength. And Lord, we think of your instruction to pray for our enemies, to love those who despitefully use us. And that's a difficult thing to do. So God, would you really give her strength to, to live that out and to love her enemies? We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's another text question that comes in. If We've got a few minutes left in today's program. If you'd like to send me a text, 720-336-0897. Here's this text question. says, Matthew 17, 1-13, it's reference about Elijah and Moses. Why, why was it these two who were present with Jesus? So, Matthew 17, 1 through 13 is the Mount of Transfiguration, and it tells us that Moses and Elijah appeared. So the question is, why did uh, these two appear? The reason I believe that it was Moses and Elijah is because Moses represents the law, Elijah represents the prophets, and both the law and the prophets point to Jesus Christ. So it's showing us that Jesus is greater than the law, greater than the prophets, that he's the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. And so I think that's why God chose these two to visit with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. So thank you so much for sending that text question uh, in uh, to me. All of our phone lines are open. Got a few minutes left in today's program. If you've got a prayer request or a question about a certain section of scripture, you can give me a call at 303-690-3000. Also, we've got time for a couple more text questions, 720-336-0897. What God has put on my heart for today's show is to have his perspective on trials that we're going through in life. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's been a more difficult couple of weeks uh, for me. And so I've been reminded about these promises of God's perspective on trial. This is Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So these are great things. Peace with God, access to God, access to grace, stability, we stand, hope of glory. The next thing we rejoice in may surprise you. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. So how often do you glory in tribulation. That's not our tendency. If things are going bad, we don't tend to rejoice. And so God tells us actually to take joy in tribulation because we know that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character hope. How does a person have endurance? It comes through trial. Great growth comes in our life through trial. How do we become a steadfast person? 
by trial. And then also character. It'd be nice if character just developed in our lives by going through Bible studies, through listening to sermons and, and worshiping and, and studying. And there is growth that happens that way. But the greatest way that God forms our character and changes us is through trial. And a lot of times we cry out to the Lord and we say, God, form me, change me. I want to be more like you. I want to be more loving. And so God answers that prayer by giving us a trial to form our character. And then out of this comes hope. And the scripture tells us it's a hope that doesn't disappoint because the love of God's been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope in the Bible is not a wish or a whim. It's not this like, well, I hope the Broncos do better this year, but hope is a confident expectation of coming good. And so through trials, we develop a biblical sense and understanding of hope, that we're we're confident of who God is, his promises to us in eternal life. Always eternal life is greater in my perspective when I'm going through trial. So I want to take a moment to pray for any listeners today. I really appreciate you listening on Calvary Live that are going through trial. Maybe you didn't call in, uh, but this resonates with you. I'd like to pray with you and for you. Father, you know every person that's listening today on Calvary Live. You know those that are going through trial. Maybe it's a time of great questioning and hurting and unprocessed emotion, and, and they're looking for answers. And I pray that you would minister to them. And God, if they're believers, that you would confirm your love to them, your steadfast love, your love that never changes, that you put your loving arms around them. And if they're not a believer, God, that you would use these trials to draw them to you, that they would see their, their need for you. We know the enemy loves to attack when things are difficult, so we pray that you would bind the enemy that you'd put your hedge of protection around them. And we choose to believe your word, that trials are working in our life. And we, we rejoice in what you're doing in the midst of the pain, that you're changing us and revealing yourself to us. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today on Calvary Live. It's been a blessing to be with you. I pray that you have a great weekend on in the Lord. May God bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.